Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Today we are joined by former Capitals forward Jason Chimera. We're going to talk everything from what he's doing right now, uh, some Oilers talk, uh, a Mountain Dew Braden Holpe story that I think everyone's <laughs> going, to, going to enjoy, and of course Carl's stupid questions. Jason, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Good to connect with you guys for sure. I, I just got to start by saying that that. <laughs> Chimmer is one of my favorite favorite people I've ever met in hockey. It's like, like we we talk sometimes about what what Osh, uh, TJ Oshi brings to the team and his energy and stuff. Like Chim, Chimmer was one of the guys uh, that we had when when he was playing with us. So I'm so fired up that you were able to make some time for us here and and talk. And you know we we'll keep it PG. You're yeah. allowed to say yeah. what you want on here. Yeah. And we can edit yeah. you. <laughs> we we sometimes need to walk behind you with a with the whiteout. <laughs> some of the things going on but it, it just have a good time here i'm just happy that you're that you came on buddy yeah this is awesome Osh, Osh tried to steal my thunder too and i can't he came to the team and he's all this energy guy that i'm that guy what the hell are you trying to steal yes. my job? <laughs> you, you are the original energy guy yeah. that's for sure you and you and hendy when you oh, and hendy yeah. get going yeah, before a game it was like oh it was funny yeah some of the wagon. stuff with wagon yeah he's the original <laughs> wagon that's for sure yeah. Um, I did be, before we kind of get into some of the, like what you're up to now. I just need to I just need to go over this because your your career, man, it's like the career that I I would have liked to have had. Just and we talked about this getting to a thousand games is like is the besides winning the cup, it's the milestone for for most players, right? Being able to play that long, it's like when you talk about talk about a player, it's like oh man, he, he played a thousand games, eighteen years in a thousand games. I'm like. That's you. Like you had that career. That's something to be super, super proud of. And I know because I'm feeling it now. When you're when you're out of the game, you kind of look back and you think like like you try and measure up how your how your career went. But yeah, you, 18 years was it with four, f- five, I guess five teams total, 186 goals, 229 assists for 415 points. Like dude, unbelievable career. I don't, I don't know if you really thought about it, but I'm thinking about how impressive that is now in your longevity it's just awesome i'm just curious you know looking back on it like how, how how do you feel about it all now well as you know it goes by so fast and you're you're looking back at a lot of things and kind of what what you did good and what you did bad and but the number one question you always still get no matter how, how many games you played is did you win a stanley cup right so that's <laughs> that's the number one question people do you win a stanley cup and i know me and you and some guys had the cup pity uh text string there when they when they wanted so we were like we we're all like jesus what is that gonna happen and but then uh, you're so proud for the guys that want it when you're you've been there for eight years or something and you felt like you had a small piece of it and even though you didn't get a ring or get acknowledgement for me you felt like you had a small piece of it for sure but yeah I mean, it's something to be proud of for sure it's 11 hour games and you look back hockey's given me everything i have in my life and you know i'm pretty grateful for my career and i think you 
you're a lot more grateful for now than you ever have been because you just kind of look back at all those cool moments and you kind of, kind of take your kids to the game and it's not the same when you're sitting in the stands watching the guys. You're just like, holy smoke. And I did, I, it was a pretty cool story. When I first took my son to the game and look over, he was crying during a national anthem. And he goes, and he goes, I just missed this for you. I'm like, holy smoke. And it's like, <laughs> it was pretty, you know, so they, they got to live a pretty cool life like Kale and, and Ryan just kind of drag him around places, Washington, D.C. and New York and, you know, it was in Columbus. It was pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool thing. And I was like, I mean, you're chasing a puck around for your, for for a living. I did nothing special. Just kind of dumped it in and chased it for 1,100 games. And, you know, <laughs> made, made a living and chasing a puck down. So it was pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool thing for sure. Why well, no? I think one of the cool things now that this year, because they've talked about well, who's it like Zegris is going to be in there for uh, yeah. the the breakaway competition, uh, Barzell for fastest skater. This was one of the things that always irked me. I wanted, I wanted the chim dog in there for the fastest skater every year because I swear you were taking that hole. I that speed. I, we we, we refer to him as, as the ice cheetah. Yes, yeah. you <laughs> yes, exactly. Like we, why not? We had this play on a face, a D zone face off that we would do where we would win it. And Chimmer's job was to just skate like the wind to the red line. And the D man was supposed to get the puck and rim it around. And he was going to meet it at that red line. And if he, if he was in front of the defenseman, he was going to try and take it in and, and make a play. If not, we were just at least going to try and get the puck in. And I can't tell you how many times where the face off would happen and Chimmer's like, you need to shoot it harder. Like I'm there, shoot the puck harder. I'm like I couldn't even shoot it hard enough to catch up with with how fast he was skating. It was it was one of those things that's just it was so much fun to watch. But um, okay, so now fill us in on what you're up to now. We've talked a couple times about about some of your uh, some of your cross country skiing and and all that yeah, going on. Like, yeah. what are you filling some time with here back in Edmonton? I will go kind of chasing the kids around. My wife's a nurse, so she's busy during this COVID time. So it's. Uh... She's in the hospital, so she's doing a lot of work and um, kind of just uh, I do some learn to play stuff with uh, orders there on the on the weekend, just kind of for uh, people who can't afford a game or just kind of at a grassroots level. And it's, it's pretty fun because it's just there's no expectations. It's just uh, kids having fun and loving a game and teach them how to skate, teach them how to shoot and stuff like that. So it's, that's pretty rewarding. And other than that, just coaching both my kids' teams, helping my son's team and head coaching my daughter's team, which is pretty re- rewarding as it is. And yeah, just that's basic stuff. I just kind of got a, I got a dog to fill my time, so I wouldn't I wouldn't cry all the time with my retirement. So was... <laughs> do you do you walk the dog or does the walk the dog walk you? I feel like the, you'd be the dog would try to keep up with you all the time. Oh, <laughs> well, it's good. We 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 walk each other. He's he's a higher energy guy, so like me, so we we like it. <laughs> that's amazing. And you're watching some hockey too. Yeah, no, I would keep up. And every time I'm not one of the guys who does. I, I used to watch when I played and I watch now. I I enjoy watching games and still a lot of my friends play. So it's kind of nice watching them when they come through town. And, um, you know, I got to see you guys a couple of times when you guys came through and, um, and just, just, just stuff. I try to catch up. I know COVID, you can't really get down there now, now all the time, but down in the dressing room, but it was nice when you could see those guys come through and see your friends and bring tail down the room and see, you know, Wilson and Backstrom and those guys again, it was pretty cool to do that. So, but yeah, I know I like watching and try to keep up with the game for sure. I love asking everybody who comes on the favorite Carl Alsner story. Is there a PG Alsner story you have? No, there is no story. <laughs> well, Alzi, Alzi, you're always looking for a swear word with Alzi. He would never swear. You're like, you're like, you're like truck blue whale, and you're like, oh, frick. You're always looking for Alzi just 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 yelling f bombers. Show yourself to her. <laughs> you're always like, you're such a nice guy, and. Her. 
you know, there's no, there's nothing. Like I said, you always, you always remember really good people, and Aldi is one of those good people. But you're always looking for him to get mad and get the uh, and uh, and say a swear word or something. You always come off the bench. You're like, ah, shoot. You're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was uh, me and Fairzy. Me and Fairzy yeah, tried try not to. Yeah, trying to swear, and it was like, uh, but uh, yeah, both both those. And you mentioned Fairzy too, and other beauty you guys are. Do you remember playing with for for the rest of your life for sure? Carl, I remember. I, th- I forget whether you asked George this or Raby this about like the dumbest question you've ever been asked, or kind of like like asking yourself a dumb question. I remember you were once asked how to help the power play, and rather than get mad, you said, "Stay as far away from it as possible." That's one of my favorite moments of you getting asked a ridiculous question and like handling it perfectly. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's something like uh, as you know, me and you, I know, we, but as media, sometimes you're emotional, get caught up in some stuff, and you get you get. Uh, you get it, but it's some, sometimes you try to approach some things with humor and and um, yeah. you try to get original spin on it. And, uh, you know, sometimes probably I wasn't the easiest guy to deal with too after games or being sat out or trying to answer tough questions. So sometimes you try to put a emotion, they try to put a, a you know like a co- comedic relief kind of thing on on some of the things for sure. Speaking of this in the media run-ins, we we chatted briefly about it before we started here. But you're in Edmonton, you know, you, you see everything that's going on. We've we've talked about it on here before uh, a couple weeks ago with, with Ben Raby. Um give give us your thoughts on the on the dry sidle um and the pissy t-shirts that are going around now. It's it's turned into something it's ended up turning into funny. something kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh just just like the the hurricanes and the whatever they are, the bad guys. A bunch of jerks, yeah. A bunch of jerks. The the, the, the spin off on it, the spin offs on the are you uh, why are you so pissy are pretty funny though, some of them. Why yeah. they put faces on why you're so pissy? But I mean, that was that was they're losing. Like they lost eight games in a row, and and I, as you know, I know trying to ask these people, trying to ask the uh, players questions. You know, what you're gonna sometimes get an emotional response, and and I think that's been building for a while. And I think it's one of those things that just uh, it happens. And I think probably Drysdale is probably getting sick of asking the same questions, and probably the media is getting sick of answering or asking the questions. So you're like you're trying to. And I think it just kind of came to it all to a head in that little little spot. And um, I think maybe both guys could handle it better. I think it was, um, I mean, what it is what it is. So I think uh, Maddie too, but Maddie threw me out of the bus one time in the media. So I'll tell you a story because yes, background background on Maddie. And I'm not afraid to do it because I was a I was a I was looking for a job and it was a Perry Pern three on three. He was in the, he was in the dressing room and we were just talking off off off, off the record off the record off the record of course yeah. So he said, like, "What do you what do you got going on?" I said, "Well, I got no, nothing really going on right now. I'm just trying to look and trying to keep in shape and get, get I want to play this year." And and then and then like two hours later, he tweeted, "It looks like Jason Schmier is leaning towards retirement." And not not that it means anything, but like like you just don't like if you want people's trust, you want to if the media wants people's trust, you don't throw that stuff in the media, and, um, and you don't you don't do that to players if you want to ask those questions, and you want you don't want to get those questions in, in return, or you don't want to get those answers in return for sure. I think he, he, I think he was on a line doing that. I think, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know the backstory behind the old guys, but maybe something like that happened too. So, yeah, it, it, it does sound like for a while that the the, the relationship between Oilers guys and, and the, the media there and, and PR is trying to like figure it out too, because it's been rough for a little bit, and, and that was even when I guess they were losing in the first round of the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So it's been a rough go there. So it, like tensions build up as like 
that as the losing builds up. And, and as Carl and I have talked about on, on this a few times, the Zoom press conferencing does not make it any better. Because yeah. you, you can't have a quiet conversation and, and, and have an argument and get over it without it becoming a, a, a public spectacle. Well, I know you you said before, I'm going to ask this, is it okay? And like people like media actually asked it before you ask the questions, hey, I'm going to ask this, is this okay? And sure. any guys like, please don't ask me that. Like right now, I don't want to ask this. So you don't ask that. And so that's just the trust. You, I think without being in the room, you can't say that kind of stuff to, to the players. You can't like have that relationship harder, with players. Right? That, yeah. Right, yeah. That, that, that kind of uh, that stuff that goes on before that uh, – um interviews that people don't go people don't see which media a lot of the guys who do that stuff I mean, are respected that ask hey i gotta ask this question i'm sorry to ask this you're like hey no problem i know you're gonna ask it so and that's what it is. you kind of you kind of down downplay the situation right before it happens so um i think that's tough in a world we live in now with covid you said you said the zoom meetings and all that stuff and and and, and as far as like would in edmonton that's that's all that's going on up here with the orders and it's it's everything i think people would say I remember being in Washington and me and my wife were over dinner. People were talking about politics and the, you know, who's who's running for president and what's going on with the Congress and and you go to Edmonton and, it, and for, for what it's worth, it's all Oilers. Everyone's talking about Oilers, how bad they're doing, how good they're doing, how bad the coaches, how bad this player is, how bad this player is. So, and I think it's kind of everyone's on emotional highs, emotional lows, and it's and tensions run high sometimes in the city for sure. I expect a lot of the Oilers, and when they don't play well, everyone wants answers and media got to ask those questions and players gonna but like you said with that zoom thing it doesn't help anybody i think it you, you good good media people and good good people to answer ask those questions but they preference before say hey listen i'm gonna ask this and it, and it kind of downplays it for sure like i said yeah carl, that's gotta be a lot like montreal too right carl we're like it's so all-encompassing oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah montreal's probably worse you don't understand what they're writing the yeah i can't read it well, I, I, well I, what you went some I, of them you went what you went through there, I think it was the worst. I think you, you, like you're, you're, you deserve a lot better and you, you're a good, you're the one of the best offense I play with. Like you, I'm not going to say you did anything flashy, but you were probably the best first pass guy. You shut down guy. You took your role well. Um, and you did it for a lot of years. And all of a sudden you come to Montreal and people talk, but some one person says to me, and maybe you can't play. And then people go with it. And then it's like, and then you're like, Oh, all of a sudden a guy can't play. Well, it's bullshit. Like, it's like, it's just such a, a, and it ruins people's careers and ruins like like Carl, like you go sat down in the minors for no freaking reason. And I was pissed. I was like, what I remember texting you, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And, and I was just like, I fell for you in that situation. Then that's that's how it plays a role in things. And people don't understand, like it's just, it's such a fickle game and and one thing said about somebody can take take a on a life of its own and, mm-hmm. and become this huge thing and and it, it, it when you're still the freaking same player. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's we we had we said this one. I think I said it when we talked to 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 Ben about um, you know we we all have a job to do and we don't need to ruin anybody's career by by yeah. trying to put something out there, you know. And and I understand that that everyone has their has their opinions and and this and that. But you know, if you if if I keep harping on you all the time, then you know people are going to think, oh, you're. You're a bad writer. I said this exact same thing, Jimmer. If if you keep saying, yeah, Wino's a bad writer, then you know everyone's gonna think he's a bad yeah, writer. Yeah. If he says I'm a bad player, everyone's gonna think I'm a bad player. Yeah. And next thing you know, oh, both yeah. of our careers are yeah. maybe yeah. going downhill. <laughs> so maybe he's got to be careful. And then the other thing too is that it's it's such a race to get something out because we can get that information out so fast now. Versus like it happens to me all the time where I'm just like, I'm gonna send this person this email right now because I'm. 
I'm pissed. Like, where's my couch? It still hasn't been delivered. But if I just yeah. take, oh. if I just take yeah. a day because my print isn't going to come out until tomorrow or whatever, yeah. or I'm not going to see this, uh, this person for a day, like take a second to think about it. And then it's like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to let this slide. Right. Well, the, in the world we live in now too, that uh, social media and stuff goes, like, it, it, like you push on the, you push on this damn thing. And it's like, you're like, you, you get this, like with COVID, you can believe what you want to believe, but you push this button, you push the left button, you're going to get left views. You push your right button, you get right views. So it's the same with hockey. You could say bad things about Carl Alder and all bad things come up. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can believe what you want to believe. And like you said, why a bad writer? Why a bad writer? Well, then if enough people look at why a bad writer, of course he's a bad writer. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a weird, weird world. And I think for the kids, it's such a hard world growing up and trying to navigate those waters. I don't know. It's just a, it's a difference. It's a different world than where we, we grew up in. It's kind of crazy. I've always said that that you're uh, any one tweet I could tweet right now and get fired from my job. And anything I could say right now, yeah. I could get fired. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a break on all caps. Come back and tell some some fun old capital stories with Jason Chimera. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Weiner, joined by former Capitals forward Jason Chimera. And I only got prepped with a story about Braden Holpe and Mountain Dew uh, and coffee oh and chocolate bar donuts. Uh, and and you gotta, can you guys fill me in on this story? Well, I mean, Chimera, if, I don't know. I mean, I would assume you remember it the way I do, but it was one of the funnier things because, I mean, you, you like we said, you had so much energy in the room. And I think you and Holtz kind of went at it every now and then, like in a good way. You guys are both oh, yeah. old yeah. town guys. So you guys kind of yeah. like to get after each other. But I mean, if you, if you do remember what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. And tell, I, don't know, tell I, don't know what, I don't know what preference the whole thing, but like my pregame was like, uh, I would do squats before the game in the morning. And then be like, and we, I don't know if we were, I don't know if we were losing or whatever, but like for some reason I, I was, I was, I decided to do naked squats for some reason. I was like, I was like, wow, I'll cheer the guys up here. I'll do naked squats and it will it'll be, it'll be pretty funny. And, and so I run by the, run by the, you have to run through, through the whole locker room naked and put the bar on and put some squats. And then unbeknownst to me, Holt sneaks up behind me with a, with a Mountain Dew can. And sure enough, so I, I always go down to a box and then put the uh, Holt puts a Mountain Dew thing right into my box and I sure right in my taint area. I sit down on this Mountain Dew. Yeah, I'm like, ah! <laughs> and this is a bar with a lot of weight on it too, this coming down on this like, can. I don't know how much I had on it, but I, I, I usually sit down pretty hard in the box and I'm like, oh my! 
<laughs> and you just beetle like you beeline oh, out of there after that. I beeline out of I don't know if I was I beeline because of embarrassment or be beeline. I should have been embarrassed already because I was naked doing squats. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also I put a Mountain Dew can under in my taint, and that now I'm probably more embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Mountain Dew tattoo after Mountain that. Dew, Mountain Dew tattoo, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, take the say I never did that again. So <laughs> yeah. you learned your lesson. Oh my god, lesson, yeah. It was so funny. Those are the stories. I mean, those are like we did so much with like greg and benny back there and curdy and those guys like those are the most fun times you have back there like moments like that and nemo and just the crap that goes on back there in the dressing that stuff is yeah. unbelievable well, that's the thing is like you don't realize how, how how much time we spend together right like you 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 come to the rink you change you put your undergear on and then you go straight to the trainer's room to go and, and yeah. start to shoot the shit with those guys yeah. and just have a yeah. good time and and the things that you, things that we come oh. up with, like, oh. like Smitty had mentioned the whiteboards and stuff oh, and we yeah, can't yeah. really get into all those, <laughs> but like having well, you. Like, we, we have so many whiteboards and so many people. Why, why this, why, why is, why is this guy not, not playing well? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> or why is so, are we at the tipper award? We had the tipper award or take a personal award. We always had that award. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So why not? I'll explain that. So we had, I don't remember exactly. I think it started with Dave Steckel. And it was like, (laughs) and so we would like, like somebody would always, someone would always yell on the ice. Like when he was skating, like bend your knees, please. Like, cause he was one of those like kind of upright skaters and stuff. And, and he wouldn't always, Matt Matt, Matt Bradley would always yell that. Yeah, exactly. Matt Brad's. Yeah. And so he, we, he would like, he would get really angry at a lot of these things. And so we kept saying like, kept saying like, don't take it personal. Like we're just having fun. And that turned into a, to a tip or a tip. And, um, And so we would like, so someone would be starting to take something really personal. And then sure enough, like, like Carly or someone would walk up behind it with like, whoever had the award at the time would walk up behind with like pretending to hold something or you'd like be holding like a trophy and you'd go up. There were those stick figures. We made it a stick figure. It was like a tip figure. Yeah. And then, and then you would like bring it, bring it to that person. I'd like to present you with the award. But like, it was so funny because I was like, Stex took a lot of abuse like that. And, and Fairzy, like, for example, you know, you know, those like in like uh hotel rooms where they have like, or, or like hotel, uh, meeting rooms they have like those big easels with a whiteboard on it yep. like someone would go oh, up there yeah, yeah. someone would go up there and put like a paper plate <laughs> on the top of it and um they're just right on the whiteboard like like dave steckel holding his room key because it would just be two tiny <laughs> stick legs on the bottom with a head with a big white room key and and then sure we'd all be trying to get someone to tip and take it personal so we could hand them hand out an award but it was just one. It's one of those things where, like, the, the stories are endless and and the dumb stuff that we did. But that's kind Literally. of what made the rink fun. What was the? the I was I maybe get off topic here, but the hotel room. Uh, we used to there in Buffalo. We took all the rookies' uh, furniture out of the room in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got them out of the room. We got the key, and then the guys had just totally dismantled the room with furniture, and they made it. But they put the because in, in Buffalo, uh, there was so much waste of space in that Buffalo. I think we stayed at like Hampton Inn or something there. And it was so much waste of space in the hallway, so we created the room in, in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> we took the, it was so stupid, but like we took the we took like the bed out, the the, the, the nightstands, the rookies had to put it all back. You know, that was the funny part. Those are the little things. <laughs> Those are the stupid stuff that we did. It was pretty funny. But <laughs> um, uh, one of the other things I thought was so funny is is that like there's one thing that we could always 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 count on is that you would be 
first if not second guy at the rink with a with a venti coffee and occasionally a chocolate bar or donut in your hand. And I remember you I was always laughing because you always said to me, said that, well, Sarah doesn't buy this stuff at home, so I never have any chocolate or candy at home. So this is what I got to have for breakfast. And it was like, you're just running on like stimulants in the morning, just caffeine and sugar. That's probably, that's probably my fifth coffee today. You know, like run around. People, people are like, what the, what's wrong with you? It's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. You're running around like an idiot. I used to, I used to, I used to love bringing the, uh, donuts to the trainers too. That was my thing. I used to love buying Timmy's or something for trainers. Smitty told that story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, I used to bring donuts, donuts for the guys. And it was like, uh, I don't know, win or lose. You always have to, uh, I was trying to always tr- try to be the guy who was always, I think coaches maybe looked at me like I was a, I was a dummy too. Cause we come in, maybe it was a five game losing streak, but I always tried to bring some energy to the rink and try to bring some laughter and still like have, have some fun with it. And, um, the game's still got to be fun for you in, in order to play well. And I think coaches maybe didn't look too kindly on that sometimes, but I mean, it is what it, you tried to try to create a positive atmosphere to come to. Even when you're losing, you got to have some fun and get out of it somehow. And I mean, treat the game seriously and be, you know, have practice hard and play games hard. But when it's time, I tried to keep the mood light and that kind of stuff. So that was, uh, you, you know, one of the things. <laughs> Well, so Chimmer was also our, uh, and it was the first, first that I had really ever seen this obviously coming from junior, but he was, he was our beer guy. And so oh, like, what that, what that means <laughs> for everybody is like, you usually dedicate one person or they take it upon themselves to, um, you, when you, when you get to the, to the away rink for the game is you give, you give the away, the visiting room, uh, trainer some money and he goes out and, and gets you a beer. They already have them kind of stocked at the rink right so so chimmer every single game make sure he's got whatever it was 40 50 bucks 80 i don't know what you what you paid the guy but there'd always be a case or two cases depending on how far the the ride was to the airport and i always thought that was you know it was just amazing like just always looking well, out for the guys like that well i remember the I remember when we first started with jason smith and uh, steve stayo so those guys were having like uh i was young back then they're having beers back in there in the in the and there was talk about the game and, and shooting the shit and whether you know, won or lost, they still had a beer back there and still talked about the game. I always thought that was awesome. I mean, uh, that was kind of an old school way of doing things. I think now it's more protein shakes and, and blenders are blenders are going off in a room. Game's but, changed. Uh, yeah. I, I think those, 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 uh, those, uh, yeah, game's changed. That, <laughs> that was his favorite line. Why not? That was his favorite line. Oh, Every time something would come in, like was, a. A young guy would a, be going to get a new stick, and Chimmer would come oh, by. Games changed, like but, bullshit. But those, uh, those, uh, those dressing room attendants—they did such good work, and I mean, those guys are such awesome guys that, that treated. I remember that how, how, how relieved they were, how grateful they were. They had them a hundred bucks just to put beers in the back of the bus, and they were like, "Geez, Chimmer, that's awesome!" And it all came from a fine fund, so we all, we always it wasn't directly out of my pocket, but those, we always, I always try to treat those the assistant. The, the tra- oh, sorry, the training guys away in the weight ranks. They, they handle the gear, they put up the gear, they're working long hours, they're doing the laundry for you. Those are the, some of the things that you get treated so good in the NHL. You don't touch a thing. You, the tape's there, the gum's there, your sticks are all laid out nice. Like, you don't touch a thing. And these guys are all like Smitty, Benny, uh, Brock, and, uh, Woody, all these guys. They do such a good, uh, awesome job. And Curdy helps out, you know, when those guys are doing uh, Nemo, all these guys help out. And, well, maybe not so much Nemo. He didn't do anything. That, that he, didn't, <laughs> he would just backskate you, know, you guys. Yeah, he just backskate. But, but those those guys those guys were, were the unsung heroes. And I, and Carl contested us. Those guys did so much work for you guys. Like like when we got off we, we got we got off to the on the on the bus. 
going to the hotel. They were going to the rink on top of stinky gear. I mean, they didn't get in until like two thirty, three o'clock. So every time you could take those guys out for dinner or, or treat them to a beer or treat them to a donuts or something, jump to something bright in their day, I think they're, they do so much work. And games changed. Yeah, that was funny. I'll just do that. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I remember back when I was when I was younger, I, I had to break a stick to get a new one in Edmonton. I had to, yeah. I, I, had to, I had to literally break one so <laughs> before I get a new one from Staffy. So it was, it was pretty funny. Not anymore. Not another, anymore. Yeah. Was, another thing about the games change is like I don't think guys do drink beer after games so much anymore. And I think the thing that it used to be back in the day is writers could get beers with players and it wouldn't be that big of a, of a deal and we yeah. after like and, and as writers we go out after the game and have beers and talk about the game and, and it, there's that disconnect now that it feels like players are not the same as us if that makes any sense like you guys are, are the old school kind of players that would that i think i would appreciate because i'm going out to the, to the bar after the game you guys are having beers on the way to the airport and, and now it just feels like Players are protein shakes and and wine over beer, and it's gotten more it's gotten more professional, but it's also gotten a little yeah. less fun. Yeah, I think it's a huge business, right? I think people treat it as that. Of course, too. the money's the, the money's off. The money's great. I think. Uh, I mean, right? I, I towards the end of my career, I had to go back in the back and have beers with the trainers because no one else no one else would have beers, so they have beers. I I always like to. Uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I always just like like the like, like to have a beer at the end. Of it. And like you said, we in Edmonton. You used to have beers with the media in the room after, like guys. You have yeah. You just stall. You'd have beer and you, you ask the media guy, "Hey, want a beer?" She's sure, I'll have a beer. So it's like, I think there's like, you, like you said, there's that maybe that little disconnect between media and players now that that doesn't help that relationship building right. with those guys. And and I think me and you, why don't I've gone into it before too? I think, but it, it's it's all you. We've talked about it. You you and the next day you talk about it. It's fine. The next day I think it's just it's like anything. Like marriage sometimes you disagree with stuff but you always find common ground somewhere i think i think that's that's for sure disconnect with a lot of things and yeah, and you're gonna and be I, around each other every day too like you 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 could have you could have a disagreement and then go your separate ways and be back the next day and it's fine and it's also not on yeah. social media yes exactly and it's not yeah it's it, no, not the one people are like tweeting it or something so that's very it, which maybe a little thing becomes a huge thing which which it shouldn't be so and I, like you said that that Maybe that fun aspect, I think it's still there in the game, but that, that kind of camaraderie and that kind of stuff. Like me and me and Aldi, like we we used to before we used to drop our bags. I, lo- like I love five this. Minute, five minutes, five minutes into the it, like we get to we get to a place and you find a little beer spot and we had our Philly spot, we had our Columbus spot, we had you know, you go to Detroit, the Detroit spot, and you always used to go for a couple of beers when you land and kind of just kind of relax with the guys and depending on the, where we were, if people got family in town, but usually you had like seven eight nine ten guys who come and and to have a beer and just kind of relax and talk about crap and talk about you know how your life is or hockey or and it's just a way to that team building stuff which is awesome i think it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the beers it was just the getting together getting together and having that talk and just having that closeness and just being generally being friends with each other i think that was a mm-hmm. that was a big that was a big thing well, guys are guys are holed up in their rooms so much now, right? So it's like, well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. especially now. But like, instead of getting to the hotel at whatever it is, three thirty, and then you lay in bed until five forty-five, and then you roll out for for dinner for an hour, hour and a half, and then just back to your room. It's it, to me, it's like, hey, we're here to kind of like to enjoy the city too. Like, see these yeah. cities that you don't, you never thought you'd have an opportunity to go to to some of these places. B, you got a group of awesome people that you can go and hang out with, like. How many people, you know, don't have 
don't have that big of a friend circle and we're lucky we've got 19 other yeah. guys or however many other guys on your team that you can go and hang out with all the time and then just get out of your room hang out for well, we, we were there for like an hour and a half two hours yeah. before dinner yeah. Yeah. grab dinner and then we're back it's it was just one of those one of those little moments that was that was so much fun and i'm trying to always learn always trying to learn from jimmer about pale ales he always called yeah. his first guy first guy to ever have a pale Carly, ale Carly, Carly, love, Carly would love a pale ale pale ale yeah, yeah. want to go grab a couple pal owls yeah. what i always say <laughs> so good yeah but that was yeah that was the stuff that you i mean that was the fun stuff that you miss and that, that if you you miss to go to those cities and and uh that kind of stuff but that's that's the stuff you for sure you wish you had back oh yeah uh, does i, I we, we could tell these stories for hours uh we're gonna take a break on all caps uh come back with some more stories and of course uh carl's stupid questions with jason Jamara. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alser and former Capitals forward Jason Chimera. I'm maybe hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, we are telling old Capitals stories. Uh, we've got golfing stories, golfing questions, Carl, for, for Jason. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll get to the golfing ones because be good. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to those because that was, that was some of my, my funnest times with you, Chimera. But I wanted to ask you about, I mean, I don't know who, who you would uh, say you were closest with in hockey, but definitely, in my opinion, from what I saw, uh, one of the best relationships you had was with uh, Joel Ward, and it was yeah. maybe maybe a little unlikely because of your energy versus his energy, but it seemed to be a match match <laughs> made in paradise. And you guys were you guys sat beside each other on the plane, I think, too. And yeah, yeah. And it was it was just it was just comedic all the time. But but what do you what do you guys say about Wardo and and how that happened? Uh, just the he's just a quality human being. He's one of those guys you kind of grab. I think. Anybody gravitates towards him. I think you you'd feel the same. Toward, like you just one of those guys you uh, just one of the guys you keep in touch with. For you know a lot of the relationships you kind of go like, go by the wayside when you play hockey. So you meet so many people, but Orioles are one of those guys. And like yourself, we keep in contact. And wow, you can't you can't say enough about like you said. Talk about polar opposites. Though uh, you played together, good linemate, good person, good heart, um, just a all around good human being. And, um, Remember when he scored an overtime goal in Boston and never him getting some getting some racist like tweets and racist uh mm-hmm. and I never been I never been like heartbroken, but I think that was the first time I've been heartbroken for somebody who to ruin in such a moment and, and you know I almost get emotional now talking about because like he's just like deserves such a good moment and for a person and a person if a person at the end of the other tweet knew what kind of heart this kid guy had and mm-hmm. what kind of not a bad bone in his body, would never say a bad thing about anybody and just love, love life and late always, but that's fine. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a more, not a morning guy like me, but he, <laughs> okay. he, he was, uh, but he was, uh, he was the best. I mean, he was just, uh, talk about, talk about a person that you try to emulate your life after and try to be, try to look up to as a person. He's one of the people you look up to as a person. So two two things on that. One what about about Wardle always being late. He told me when he came here, he would warn every coach that every new coach that he had, he's like, hey, just so you know, like I'm good for at least 
two, three sleep-ins, you know, every year. So just a heads up, I'm going to be late a couple times. And I always thought that was so funny. And that oh, they even yeah. considered getting him the like bed shaking alarm. Yeah, the bed shaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember like just to shake. You remember what happens to you? Hey, wake me up in the morning. Make sure you call me like on the next morning. Like we'll get it later or a, like a late hotel. Like we get there like 2 a.m. from a flight or something. He always like, make sure you get me up in the morning. If you have to call him, make sure he's up. <laughs> get him, him going in the morning, but uh, yeah. I'm sure with I'm sure with kids now he's he's, he's better now, but uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got to be, and he's coaching he's gotta, too, so he's, he's, he's coaching now. Late. So he probably fall. I bet you it's be funny to see him in the videos. He probably be falling asleep during the videos uh, when he's coaching for sure. This video <laughs> meeting, he's nodding off in the background. <laughs> Come on, coach, well, it's your turn. No, and, yeah. So one other thing, why no? I I'm, I don't remember. I don't know if you were at this game or if you remember this, but. Um, I think it's cool. Did you just crack your neck? Holy, that's aggressive. <laughs> oh, crazy guy. Um, so this just goes to show, I think, A, what kind of guy you are, Chimmer, but also the relationship that you had with, with Wardo. And we were in Long Island at Nassau Coliseum during warm-up. Oh, and yeah. That, that place was, is always yeah. bad for yeah. warm-up. Like the one time we didn't even have a net for half the warm-up. I remember Bill Guerin yeah. comes over. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but um like, do you remember? Do you remember the what I'm yeah. talking? I'm getting at. Like, yeah. you can go ahead and tell it because that was like, yeah. I was, I was, another, I felt so good about what you did. Uh, another warm, it was a warm up, and like, uh, I played in New York, and those fans were pretty passionate, but this kind of went overboard. And like, uh, I think it was the same story we talked about. The guy made a basketball gesture to the Wardo in warm up, and I, I just lost it. I went into the stands and went in during warm up, like you, you I'll give it to the guy, and I'm like, get this guy kicked out. I was, I. I've never been so irate in a warm up before, and, and I never because I was like, hey, he just didn't do that. Like the guy, the the, the fan, and we were. Doing, I think it was like just the like regular two on ones, and we we're down to a corner, and, and it sure, it sure as shit, he did it again. And I was like, that's it. I was so. I wanted yeah. to. Well, I warned him. I was like, don't worry about it. it happens all the time. Was, that's no, that's not something that. I started when yeah. the stand. I think it was in the in the the, the breezeway there. Like, yeah, you were legit in the first row, like because I stand in that corner, and then all of a sudden you came flying in front of me and ran off the ice, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And, and you're in the stands, like didn't care about your skates, like you're stepping no. all over the bleachers. I'm like, I think Holy. it was it was, it was, it was playoffs, so your your emotions are already heightened already, so you're already ready to go. You're already wrapped up. You're already your energy's ready to go. And I think the the way that that building was, it was such a loud building so you're already ready and then, and then coming through the gauntlet when you walk from the hotel to the the it was it was but then but for that to happen here's i was just like again like another moment like if the guy only knew like it's the, the color of the guy's skin are you crazy like like are you crazy like what like mm-hmm. there's no there's no regards for the human being side of it there's no regards for what he has as a person like I mean, what was that? What was your family member was doing that to somebody? Like it was just, it was just yes. so ridiculous, so, so. Um, I don't, I, I don't even know have words for it. Yeah, it was upsetting. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was appalling. It was yeah. just like one of those moments you're just like, what are you? I was, I was pissed. Yes, you were pissed. Yeah, I was, I was one of the, yeah. That was, but, that was, but like, you're not one of the guys that has like a really bad temper or anything. Unless you're on the golf course, <laughs> <laughs> which is where I was getting, but. Two, okay, you think so, I'd be a PGA guy? How much my expectations on golf? Personally. Well, you you are a really good player though, so yeah, like not that good. Come on, no, man. not that good, but <laughs> I can understand it. But okay, so I I got to tell this story first because I, I, you may not remember it, but I was 
dying laughing when it happened. So we were playing at this course. I can't remember what which course it was. I think it was in BC, and there was caddies involved. And uh, it was a par three with water. We had to hit over water. And uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. And so the caddy said to him, he's like, yeah, it's uh, 160 to to clear the water. And so Chimmer, like like I said, he's a golfer. He's dialed into his clubs. He pulls out whatever it was, a nine iron or something like that. Um, and, and you go and take this shot and it was money. Like this was, this was going five feet for sure. And next thing you know, just right in the water, just <laughs> dunked it. And you turned back and looked at this guy and you went red. Like you were like, you were a bull and you went over there and I could hear you mumbling already. You went over to your bag, picked up another club. Cause I think you, you probably eyeballed it and, and saw what you thought it was. But of course you this guy's, he's the caddy at the course. He knows. And, uh, and you went over there and you hit your next shot and sure enough, it was probably within 10 feet and we're just, just yelling like hundred, 160, hundred and you spun around and you whipped this club easily a hundred yards after that. And the caddy was just like, Holy crap. What did I just he's do? Like, Piss this like, guy off. Yeah. That's yeah. What a loser. What a complete <laughs> psycho. But it like, was so I, funny though. Man, what a, I think I, apologize your day. Him, I, I think I apologize to him like a, a, a whole later. I was like, just like one of those moments you just like you just get caught. I don't know. Years. I if that's one of those moments you think you're better than you are. Come on, like you, <laughs> you, you know exactly you know exactly how hard you hit it, so you hit the water. So you know, you know typical like look in a mirror kind of moment. You just yeah. look in a mirror chair. Go look. <laughs> like, yeah. Like man. Like, that so was, like, yeah. tell tell us about tell us about your uh, one of your favorite uh golf slash hockey experiences that we had uh all together at oh, one time. Man. I think I think you agree that this one uh Backy said you wanna you wanna go golfing on a trip and I said sure I mean yeah we'll, we'll go golf so bring your shoes and I, I don't think we even knew about it. I think you were just like uh right did we even know about it? Like not not uh, we we knew that something like, was briefly? happening. We knew something yeah. was happening but like he goes okay show up you know show up in the morning and we're going golfing so I go this we had we had I think we had a uh, we had played the night before in LA, I believe, and then we had a day off, and then just a practice day, and then and then game. So we had a, so it was one of the moments you're like, okay, this is a green light moment to do whatever you want, and, and coaches gave us you know one of those moments you go ahead and have some fun. So show up at the down in the lobby, and two cars pick us up, and we go to the airport. Like what the hell? Like we're gonna and hop on this private plane, and we head out, and it was like probably a close flight, like maybe forty five minutes to land. Landed a place called Pebble Beach, and, you know. Play, play. What did we hop play. in too? What did he have set up for us when we got off the plane to get there? We were in like a stretch, oh, well, yeah, stretch, stretch level. When we get there, like <laughs> Phil, Phil. I don't know what you say, but it was filled with booze, filled with like beers and like all the stuff you wanted. I think he even had pale ales in there. It was pale ales in there for sure, <laughs> just for you. And I was like, and we we head out to Pebble Beach and play around and hang out after, have some beers, and head back that night and. I mean, talk about holy crap moments. I mean, I think me, you, Nisky, and Carly were in the group, I yeah. believe, right? I think I still have that picture framed. And, I, and it was like, I think where we, I probably got mad at the course from over sure. And, but, then, <laughs> but I think it was one of the moments we kept on looking at each other, like, is this really happening? Like, was this like, are we are we here right now? We're, it's middle season, you're playing golf and probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. And, it was a, just a gorgeous day, albeit like hardly any wind. Like it was just 
it was talk about your best day in hockey and golf combined. It was, it was that I still tell that story more about Mackie and one of those moments that never, he never said anything about it and never, but that's the kind of backy kind of story backy guy, the story uh, kind of guy backy is too. Like he's one of those guys you go for dinner, he paid for dinner, you do the stuff. He played for the plane, like we paid for a golf, but he played for the paint, played for plane, played for beers, all stuff. And like didn't ask for anything, which, which, which was, Unbelievable! I think you're talking about clinging on, or we were just clinging on for, for for hanging on by our toes. I think all we were like, we were just <laughs> yeah. glad to get invited. We were just like, holy smokes! And probably probably the other guys didn't golf. Probably that's why they didn't get involved. So we were the only ones who golf. So we got invited, which was it was just a it was just a talk about memories for a lifetime. Those are the ones you remember for a lifetime, and just one of those moments you kind of pinch me still when you look at the picture, and it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was it was a blast. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Wino, should we uh, yes, get him? Yes, of course, with Carl's stupid questions. All right, Jimmer. <clears throat> so, <Okay. laughs> so there, uh, yeah, six quick questions. Um, I'm going to give you a total at the end. And uh, your your the total points you get all depends on how good, creative, okay. truthful your answers are. So, you know, okay. give, give us your best shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, one word answer or just to... No, 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 no. You can expand. It better be more than whatever one. You want. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to get a lot of points for one word answers. Yeah, okay. the more words, the more points. Oh boy. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, uh, what what was your favorite road restaurant? And if you remember what you ordered, I have something in mind that I remember you loved to order at one place. It doesn't have to be your answer, but do you remember a restaurant you in particular that you liked? And what, would, what was your go to like night before game meal? We always just go to the, the knockoff of the what was the, the knockoff of the cheesecake yeah. cafe? <laughs> I get the barbecue salmon. The yeah. barbecue salmon and a uh, cedar plank salmon, the, broccoli, cedar plank salmon, cedar plank salmon, and pale ale. That was a uh, grand lux, uh, grand lux, grand lux cafe in Florida. Yeah, that was and a, a pale ale for dinner. That was that was probably the best. And little little mashed potatoes on the side of it, and it was like I don't know why. It always seems so in a nice barbecue glaze on top of it. And that was always one of my favorite meals for sure. Anything to go? Would you take anything home to go? I can't divulge any, but probably a cheesecake or two, yeah. maybe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I figured that's what it was. It was so funny. It was just at any place we knew a Grand Lux was Chevy. Why don't we guess you're playing salmon and cheesecake? Yes. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 100%. That's so funny. Um, okay. So, you know, uh, obviously lots of. Uh, Lots of great things about hockey. Lots of things that were frustrating. Can you give us on a, on a little bit more serious note what your favorite thing about playing was and your least favorite thing about playing? Uh, probably healthy scratch would be the worst thing about playing, and, it, and just uh, the best thing would be scoring a goal at Madison Square Garden, uh, double overtime, uh, and what against the uh, New York Rangers. That was probably one of my most favorite moments because it's one of those moments where you just like there's only a couple people cheering because there's only so many watching the Capitals fans, and it was just the best moment of my life and. Scoring a road goal or scoring a goal anytime, I think that was just the, I mean, playoffs, especially a playoffs double or down was, that was a pretty cool moment. I have the picture and kind of, you know, we just, you know, with, with tapping it in, it was one of those, a crappy goal, but it was just, <laughs> just one of the moments you're just like, kind of a awesome, awesome moment. They, they don't ask how. And, and I, I, like exactly. I, I, I still remember that game because it, that was when Madison Square Garden was doing the renovations. So they had us like behind yes. the far net. So the other side where, where you scored from. And I remember like to go to the bathroom, you have to walk through the crowd and stand through, stand in the line and all that. My new, my deadline had passed. So I was like, I don't care how long this game goes now. 
it's it's going on the web. It's not getting in the paper. I don't care. And then all of a sudden, you score, and we have to frantically like run through these pissed off Rangers fans to go <laughs> to get to the locker room to talk to you. And I'll just it's one of those nights. Unfortunately, the Gabbert three overtime goal at home. I remember, but this one I remember yeah. actually seeing you score in person at Madison Square Garden, which is awesome. That was yeah. That was that was, a, that was uh, anytime scoring, but that was a pretty special moment for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, this is this is actually I think a really good question for you. Um, okay, so would you have rather played five years in the league and won a cup, or the career that you ended up having eighteen years, over a thousand games, and all that? <laughs> you know what? I, I I don't think I would take anything back. I I mean I you look at the you look at a cup not winning a cup is a very disappointing thing i think it's you i i used to use the word regret but i don't think it's a disappointment it's just a kind of a disappointment now i think uh i'm pretty proud of my career i think i don't think i would have it any other way i think uh, you always look back you wish you wouldn't you would have won a cup but i wouldn't give those you know years after the five years back for sure mm-hmm. you know i was telling those kids that when i coach his kids i give anything back to be where you are right now i take all those games back you get back great but do it all again for sure yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't give it all up because hockey's given me so much, like I said. Um just the life I can live. Um uh, and five years who knows, I maybe not played again if I gave give those years up to win a cup. So I think uh I wouldn't trade those those years after that for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good answer. And, and do you have an interest in getting back into hockey? In like in a, in a getting back into the NHL kind of pro hockey ranks in any way? You know what I I do and I don't. I think uh, the the right opportunity came. I think I would. I think uh, I'd be good at kind of a player development kind of thing, like helping kids just understand what it takes and yeah, just kind of yeah. I was I was kind of emotional roller coaster uh, at times, and I think uh, once I had a family, I was a little better at tapering those emotions. And I think uh, it'd be good to tell those kids because I think even as a young kid, like you see they have a bad shift, and it's like it's it's the end of the world. You're like, well, keep on going. You got to keep plugging away. So I think it's. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think I do later in life. I think, but now I'm just enjoying. I miss so much as a kid when I was younger. I think it's 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 just a. I walk my kids to school today, and I think it's just a great thing that I could be able to do that. Like I said, hockey's given me that privilege to do that. And I wouldn't trade that trade that trade that for anything too. Mm-hmm. No good call. Okay, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to out anybody on this one, but but I had to throw it at you anyways. Um, who would you say of all the players you've played with would be the worst all-around athlete? <laughs> great hockey player, obviously, but a, a, a not a great athlete. You've never asked this question before, I don't think. No, wow. I, there's only so many people that that may give me an answer. <laughs> and so <laughs> that may be Chimmer you would. But you can also pass because I know it's a bit of a tough one to, to say about someone. But I can think, you know, like I played soccer before the game, so I, I know that some guys are not all that coordinated yeah. when it came to soccer um, and basketball oh. and stuff. So it's it's tough. But but there's, yeah, there's guys out there. You'd be surprised. Like some guys are just good at hockey. And, oh, yeah. Like and they can't do hockey, the latter. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Wardle's such a great athlete. That he's a good hockey player. But he, I don't know if he's such a good athlete. <laughs> he played hockey, but he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know other skills. Be throw football or catch a ball. I don't I've never seen him expend much energy other than. Yes, I don't like hockey. he played hockey, but I don't know if he. I don't know if he would be a good runner or a good good uh, good good soccer player. But I can say that because he's my good friend. So <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have um, War, we we gotta have Wardo on the show so he can defend himself. Yes, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, like just uh, like Backy's a Backy's a really good hockey player. But I don't know if he's a good athlete. He he's a great he's actually player. He's, he's great, a good act, great actor. Good, he, he's a he's a good he's a good he's a great golfer. So he, he, I wouldn't he was so he's a good athlete. But yeah, I don't know. I, lots of it'd be, that's a tough question, Carl. It's, yeah. Think but I consider like like yeah. You can you can text me an answer later once you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could yeah. and I could up your uh, points if necessary. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Um, okay, so now now let's yeah let's go with now um, versus playing. What's your uh, what's your late night snack or guilty pleasure or both? Oh, I, I used to I used to like the my my guilty because my wife's a pretty healthy cook, so I, I used to. I used to sneak out of a place called Bolt Barn here and go get some bolt candy. <laughs> so Keep sour, it in the center so, console. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put it, put it in my car or put it in the garage or hide it. So, I, so I'm a. Well, the kids can't steal it. And B, the wife can't, wife can't see it. So, uh, yeah. So th- that's my uh, guilty thing. Yeah, and I, and my guilty thing, I do like the odd pale ale. So that's a guilty <laughs> pleasure too. I do indulge in sometimes. <laughs> so can, can I can I add it? Can I add an extra question here? What's your favorite beer? Yeah. Oh, the, well, I got my buddy's brewery that I, I like to support. My odd man rush brewing in, in Alaska. He sent me some stuff. He's got some pretty good stuff, but it's not distributed around the. But there's also there's so many good craft breweries, and uh, um, you know, I had some. Um, you, there's a lot of good uh, dogfish in in, uh, in in Delaware there in, in Washington and um, there's all kinds of local ones in Alexandria there that I had it when I was there and um, so many cool little breweries that you like, I think it's become like almost an art like a lot of people uh, take really pride in the, the best ones are people that don't even distribute it they kind of go you can just find it at their breweries and think uh, there'd be so many good ones um, up here there's there's a couple ones that are really good and He's good. I would. I couldn't say one that's of 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 really favorite. So I asked this question because I, I have the Untapped app where I can check what beers I'm drinking. Since 2016, I've I've had 4,131 different beers in that time. Oh. I'm a beer nerd. Yeah. Like I love trying this stuff. And so yeah. I, I was looking to see if I had any of the Odd Man Rush stuff because in Vegas there's a lot of uh, Alaskan breweries you can get to that practice yeah. lake in Vegas. So I was sitting there one day after a practice and just having like a flight or like tasters of these beers because I like trying all that stuff. Yeah, there's a oh, there's, there's and, and as you know, there's so many good breweries out there. That you're that, uh, Colorado has a tons of breweries. Portland, Oregon has a tons of breweries oh, yeah. that are good. And so like um, there's all the there's all the, yeah, I would it'd be hard pressed to name just one favorite beer. All right, <clears throat> good 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 points for that one. I love bulk burn <laughs> candy. <laughs> okay, last one. It's kind of a two-parter because if you don't know, if you don't have an answer for the first one, I got a second, I got a backup for you. Um, do you have a celebrity crush? And if you don't, can you let us know, are you a jeans or leather pants person? Oh, <laughs> um, Faith Hill. Faith Hill's always been my celebrity oh. crush. Yeah, she's always been, uh, and, uh, she was always, uh, it's funny, you always have, uh, you talk with your wife, you always have one freebie and everybody's, it was always one freebie in life. <laughs> and so Faith Hill, and funny enough, I think uh, in Columbus, Ohio, they started their Tim Tim and the Faith because uh, Columbus, we were we were out of the playoffs early that one time. So they started their little and they had their pre rehearsal there, and I got to meet her, and I was like, "Holy smokes, this might happen for me!" I might get my own streaming. <laughs> and we're really like, doing it. Like, we're really doing this, but it didn't happen. So but, uh, I mean, we had we had we had uh, we had a beers with Tim McGraw in the room, and and uh, and just and Faith Hill had a 
private concert for just for like five guys that were hanging around. It was pretty cool. It was pretty. Uh, did pretty did cool you tell Tim that Faith was your hall pass? No, I didn't get into it. I didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to make him feel bad, and she, <laughs> it should make him feel good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it was. I didn't want to make it awkward between Tim and me, so we were still on speed dial. Made him, so I don't want to. <laughs> <put them> to <laughs> Side note: Are you watching that new show with both of them in it? Eighteen eighty three. I seen, you know, I, I I watched the uh, uh, the other the uh, Yellowstone. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna see this one now. I gotta I gotta get it. Is it? Is it pretty good? Yeah, so far it's pretty good. Yeah. Like do you like yeah. like kind of western, like old time. Oh yeah, I love it, yeah. yeah. I think you'd yeah. like a couple of gunslingers yeah. in there. It's a good yeah. show. Um, and I just got so the reason why I asked the jeans and leather pants why I know is it's it's so funny. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I think we probably Mackenzie Schultz. Or, yes, exactly. Right? I, think I always used to. I used to always used to come on, wear your pants, wear your leather pants. <laughs> yeah. So one one day she, I don't know if it was a game or what, but Jeff Schultz's wife Mackenzie was wearing uh, leather pants and like you know like I think said, I embarrassed her so much when I went in the room too. I was yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was like the first time that we had seen someone wear leather pants. Like it was like a trend for a while there when it started. Babies be tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then every time, every time it was a game, like he would come flying in the, the family lounge yeah. after, like Mackenzie, what do you got on? You got leather pants today? It was so funny. Yeah, but oh, it was good. just yeah. like yeah. you could just joke around with everyone. That was the best part about it is no one really tipped too hard unless it was sex. Yeah, no, yeah, that was fun. That was like. I, the funniest part is like you, the, the wife's lounge is awesome too. You try to get the, you try to make jokes with the girls too. So that was a, uh, and they're such an integral part of what we do because they do everything for us. So, I mean, yeah, uh, that was funny. It was, it was, that was yeah. I was always looking for the leather pants from the for sure. I was disappointed with you to wear them either. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so funny. Uh, okay, all right. Let me quickly add up all this here. Um, I think you did pretty good. You did. You nailed the Grand Lux question at the beginning. It's this whole thing. Yeah. Scoring at MSG, yes, healthy scratch. I agree as well. It was the perfect answer for the the cup question. Big cheese, but you might get back to us. Bulk barn, I'm with yeah. you. Leather pants, nail the faith out. Perfect. Um, okay, so that would mean you are at your number 25. 125 points for Jason Chimera there. That puts you in. Puts you in second place overall, silver medal. Who beat me? Yeah, we actually have one person who's at 274 points, Greg Wachinski. He had, you go back and listen to this one. He was, his answers were, were dynamite. But I mean, well, I could have, I could have I got a lot more emotional too about stuff. And then I could have like really got into it and said, you wanted to be too. We're going to put I, an asterisk. I could have cried. I was driving I during that episode. So yeah, I was, yeah, your, ma- your math was yeah, off on that one, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, your math. That's, that's a big discrepancy. Yeah, it was a big thing, but hey, no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to these points. So sometimes I'm weird. Dude, about just, it. just like me trying to blame, I'm blaming the caddy now. It's the same thing. Like look at yourself in the mirror. Like you, you didn't yeah. do as good as that guy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, thanks, Jim. Thanks the, for doing that. This is our game. Yeah. Where the, 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 it's all made up, and the points don't matter. Exactly. Yes, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And Shimmer, you kind of look like Colin Montgomery from that show. You ever watch that? Uh, Whose line is it anyway? The the comedian guy. Yeah, Colin Montgomery. That's you, Canadian dude. It's perfect. Yeah. Same hair, same hair. I used to, I used to always, I used to always chirp, Jim. I always say you should come to Halloween as Mister Clean. So I thought he was, <laughs> yeah, he's Jack, like spinning um, image, same, same haircut. I yeah. was, the, I was the worst Halloween person. Like I hated, it. I hate dressing up, and it was like, it was, it was funny. I, I never thought of a good costume. Always coming in, I'm like, oh, this is my game. Um, <laughs> we had a good one. We were Cards Against Humanity one year. Yeah, that, that, that was Us a fun four. one. Yeah, that, it was that pretty was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, we had you a couple good fun. ones. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Jason, thank thanks, you very guys. much for joining us. Everyone, thanks to thanks to to for listening to another episode of All's Caps. I'll be in Beijing for the next three next few weeks. Uh, you'll still be hearing from us. I don't know what time or what day, but uh, it'll be whatever Olympic tournament. Unfortunately, without Eric Eric Fair, uh, unfortunately for for Team Canada, but uh, some Capitals ex Capitals favorites, uh, Daniel. Yeah, why Winnick. did he get Why did he get nominated? Uh, yeah, that's. Jason Demers talked about this on a call earlier today, and I almost asked him why he didn't. But Daniel Winnick made the team. Does that help us at all? Well, Chimmer, the the reason I've been joking around with with Chimmer or with uh, Farzee is because because the coach of that team uh, doesn't like me. And he knows that I'm good buddies with uh, with Farzee, which is why he didn't make the team. Oh, the coach doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that's really? the joke. That's the conspiracy theory right there. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, you would have been. You would have been a. You would have been a good addition. You would have been great. Yeah, you would have been yeah. awesome. But yeah, he's, I'm, he's, yeah. I'm worried. Close not going to talk to me in Beijing. Yeah. yeah, he probably will. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, but no, Jason. Th- thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of All Caps. <laughs>